Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. You can view the live stream on Facebook at Mother Miriam Live. Now, here's Mother Miriam. Good morning, beloved family. How are you? I am with you live. I'm so happy to be with you. God bless you, and I pray that you all, you lovely mothers, um, had a very wonderful Mother's Day. These are the flowers from my sisters, aren't they gorgeous? Um, It's such a special day. It's probably, um, I used to be a waitress many, many years ago, and it was the um, the, the day that the restaurants were most fu- full on Mother's Day. Not Christmas, not Easter, not Thanksgiving, but um, on Mother's Day. It's a wonderful day. And um, if you're a mother, God made you so. I tell you, if you're a woman, God made you so and made you a mother. Um, whether a spiritual mother or a physical mother, We don't become mothers, dear ones. We are mothers right from birth. God builds it right in to our nature. So if any woman wants to be a man, um, she still wants to be a mother, and it's still a she. It'll never be a he. So uh, such a confused world today, and I'm I'm so... I feel so blessed to know God, to have the faith, to be a Catholic after all the years of... Uh, not being a Catholic, of fighting Catholics, and of, before that, not even knowing who our Lord Jesus was and is the Jewish Messiah, the Savior of the whole world. It's just so wonderful. We need to be grateful every single day we we wake up. So, happy Mother's Day, and if you were alone yesterday and had no one to wish you a happy Mother's Day, I'm happy Mother's Day from one a spiritual mother to physical and spiritual mothers out there. Um, God made you so, and I'm grateful for you. We started reading the Catechism Explained, and I'm going to show it to you. It is, you know, um, you couldn't, if you really want to learn the faith, you can go to the Baltimore Catechism. That's, That's as good as it ever was, and teach your children. But you're going to be teaching them the faith. Not but, you are going to be teaching them the faith. But if you go to the Catechism Explained, this book, you simply won't be teaching them what they believe, but you'll be teaching them why they believe what they believe. Why do we believe what we believe? And many Catholics who have not learned their faith for three generations. I don't know if that's clear to you or not. It's not to me, but it's the Catechism Explained. Um, It's the Council of Trent. Uh, There's nothing changed in Vatican II from the Council of Trent. Vatican II is a pastoral council, not a doctrinal one. But this was a doctrinal council, and the fruit, the result of the Reformation so that the Catholic Church could say this is what we believe. And if you don't believe it, you're outside the Church. If you don't believe it, you're not Catholic. Um, Excuse me a moment. And if you're in the Church, 
or you think you're in the church and you don't believe one infallible teaching of not every uh, thing we talk about is infallible, but there are infallible teachings of the church. It is the faith once delivered to the saints um, through our Lord. And that is truth. Our Lord said, I am truth. It can never, ever change. It can be brought, the practice of the faith can be brought up to date. But if the practice contradicts the doctrine, the practice is wrong. Um, This is from God, not from men. And so we're going through the catechism explained. I think it's, um, it is absolutely the best. We got it by the recommendation initially of Father Chad Ripiker. And um, many people have it. Um, in fact, one of our sisters here came with it way before we heard it from um, Father Ripiker. So um, I have put it online, and we are reading it. Um, and I'm, I'm just thrilled for that. Hold on a minute now. What just happened? There it is. Okay. Hold on. I'm going to see where we were on the knowledge of God. We're in the first section. We went through the introduction of why we believe, why we're on earth, all of that. Now we are under the section of faith and the knowledge of God. How can we love? One of the sisters last night asked me, how do we help people fall in love with God? And I said, well, I don't know that we fall in love with God, but we grow to love him. And you cannot love someone that you do not know. So the first step in our lives is the knowledge of God, not just to know that he exists, but to know him. And the first point is the happiness of the angels and the saints consists in the knowledge of God. And the second point where we're at today, I wish I could review it, but then we'll never get, we'll never get through it. So you can get yourself a copy of it. It's online. It is the Catechism Explained. Um, and uh, it's not by Father Ripiger. He has a... Um, uh, forward or recommendation, but it's Reverend Francis Sparago who is the commentator. It's just absolutely wonderful. But word for word, the Council of Trent, which, by the way, I had coming into the church, our new catechism was not out yet in English, so I couldn't even read that. And uh, you certainly you say, well, couldn't we go through the new catechism instead? Yes, absolutely yes. You will miss some things because the church has, uh, in a sense... They've eliminated so much. I, I think we've been robbed of so much. Robbed. The Ascension is coming up. The day of Ascension, the day that our Lord went back to his Father. After 33 years on earth, after trials, after his being murdered, put to death on the cross, rising from the dead, all of that. And and the Ascension uh, had been a holy day of obligation on Thursday. But um, the church has moved it along with other holy days of obligation to Sunday. So people don't even know what's happening anymore. They just go to church on Sunday. It's, it, it's such, to me, a tragedy. There's so much rogation days and ember days and octaves and so much beauty to the faith that um, I, I just say we've been robbed of. Um, you know, I, if a parent raises a children 
it's not robbed of that the church doesn't believe it anymore. The church believes it. We just need to find the books that teach us those things. Um, I think of a parent who raises their children and they want to simplify everything. They're afraid the children won't learn or won't want it or won't sit still for it. So they eliminate so much. No, okay, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. And and they rob their children of their childhood and of, of what of the formation that God has given the parents stewardship over. So um, I, I can't blame any one person f- for anything, uh, but I just see what treasure that we've been given and what we have today. So, beloved, if you really want to know who you are as a Catholic uh, and why you're a Catholic, I would suggest you get the, the catechism explained. Again, you can get the new catechism and read through it, but if you don't believe anything in it, then you're not a Catholic. Then you're not a Catholic. Um, It's not pick and choose. It's not cafeteria. You must believe what the Catholic Church teaches because it was not handed down, uh, not, not proposed by men, but it is from God, spoken through men. And no one, by the Holy power of the Holy Spirit, and the same Holy Spirit that has kept the scriptures for us, has kept the teachings and traditions with a capital T of the church. Not the traditions of, of men, but of God that he gave to the church. So let's get on with this now. Second point, and I think as soon as I start it, we may go, get to a break. Ah. So, number two, the knowledge of God is all important for without it, there cannot be any happiness on earth or a well-ordered life. Isn't that amazing? The knowledge of God is all-important, for without it, there cannot be any happiness on earth or a well-ordered life. I'm trying not to comment, um, comment too much through reading this, but um, you can go to church every Sunday of your life. You can be Catholic. Um, you can be going to confession, all of that, and still not know God, and still not know God. You may know that you're Catholic, you may know the Catholic faith uh, to a point, but to know God is not to know about him. If you married, uh, if you're married, you needed to know your spouse, not just know about him or her, but you, you had the desire through love to truly know what they're about. And I'll tell you, uh, if you're married 50 years, you're not going to know one another as God knows you. Without knowledge of God, there cannot be any happiness on earth or a well-ordered life. So if you say you're Catholic and you know God, you went through the Baltimore Catechism or you went through other catechism, you know the faith, you don't know it like an apologist, but you know the faith, but you're miserable at home and your place, your house is an absolute mess and your life is a mess. It's not because you need a how-to class. It's because you need to know God. I'm telling you this, and I'm not telling you this. This is, this is the Council of Trent. This is the faith. How do you straighten all that out? How do you put your house in order? How do you reconcile with your spouse? How do you love your children rightly? How do you teach them rightly? It's the knowledge of God. I, I beg you to get this book or get another book. It's all right. 
but learn the faith. Um, I think we're going to need it very soon uh, if this persecution spreads, and it will. We'll be right back. Hello, this is Father Frank Pavone of Priests for Life. Our Lord tells us in the Gospels not to be concerned over questions like, what are we to eat or what are we to wear? Worldly anxiety over our ability to provide for ourselves can lead to the temptation of abortion. The Lord's command to seek His kingdom first is a key to saying yes to life. It means sacrificing to make room for God and for others. This is Father Frank Pavone, National Director of Priests for Life. Podcasts of our network-produced shows are free for your listening pleasure at thestationofthecross.com and on our free iCatholic Radio app for Android and Apple mobile devices. Be uplifted in your faith and inspired to spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Listen today at thestationofthecross.com or on our iCatholic Radio mobile app. Love learning more about the church, but confused or disheartened by the struggles we are facing today? Follow LifeSite News Catholic on Facebook, Twitter, or sign up for LifeSite Catholic emails and stay up to date on the constant stream of news about the Catholic Church. Our church is in a time of crisis, and we as laity have a responsibility and a duty to educate ourselves and stay true to the faith. LifeSite News Catholic is dedicated to keeping the laity informed and educated. To follow us, go to Facebook or Twitter and search LifeSite News Catholic. As Mother Miriam always says, we must live as if it were true. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. I'm so happy to be with you. We're continuing now through the Catechism Explained uh, by Reverend Francis Barago at the Council of Trent, uh, The Faith Explained. And you could say, well, why don't you read the new Catechism, Mother? I could, I could. I choose this one because it is the faith. Nothing has changed. Truth can never change. And it is a fuller presentation of the faith that is ours with a wonderful commentary. And we're on point two of uh, our, uh, the knowledge of God. And it says, The knowledge of God is all important, for without it there cannot be any happiness on earth or a well-ordered life. So let me read now. The knowledge of God is the food of our souls. Without it, the soul feels hungry. We become discontented. He who does not possess interior peace cannot enjoy riches, health, or any of the goods of this life. They all become distasteful to him. Yet few think about this food of the soul. They busy themselves, as our Lord says, with the meal, that, the meat that perishes. Without the knowledge of God, 
A man is like one who walks in the dark and stumbles at every step. He has no end or aim in life. No consolation in misfortune and no hope in death. He cannot have any solid or lasting happiness or true contentment. Without a knowledge of God, a well-ordered life is impossible. Just as an untilled field produces no good fruit, so a man who has not the knowledge of God can produce no good works. Ignorance and forgetfulness of God are the causes of most of the sins that men commit. Rash and false false oaths, neglect of the service of God and of the sacraments, the love of gold, the sinful indulgence of the passions are all due to willful ignorance and forgetfulness of God. Willful, beloved, due to willful ignorance and forgetfulness of God. It reminds me of our Lord's statement to the Jewish leaders, I came that you might have life and have it abundantly, but you will not come to me that you might have life. To continue the reading here, thus, the prophet Hosea exclaims, there is no knowledge of God in the land. Cursing and lying and killing and theft and adultery have overflowed. That's true in our age as well. And St. Ignatius of Loyola cries out, O God, thou joy of my soul, if only men knew thee, they never would offend thee. And experience shows that in the jails, the greater part of the prisoners are those who knew nothing of God. When Frederick of Prussia at length recognized that the want of the knowledge of God was the cause of the increase in crime, he exclaimed, then I will have religion introduced into the country. How I, how I wish that were true in this United States and around the world in this day. This is why the learning and the understanding of the catechism, which is nothing else than an abridgment of the Christian religion is an is all important. It's an abridgment. It's a tremendous um, explanation. Look at how thick this is, and yet it's an abridgment of the Christian religion. It it's all important, but a mere knowledge of the truths of religion is not sufficient. They must also be practiced. And you see, when Martin Luther. Um, in the 16th century, 1500s, left the church. He threw out seven plus books of the Bible on his own, um, uh, threw out uh, so much about our Blessed Mother and all of that, all of that, and said we have the resident Holy Spirit to guide us. And the fruit of that is over 40,000 denominations in less than five, in a little over 500 years against one Catholic church that has stood for 2,000. Not because there's so many sins and scandals in the church, it's, it, it's make your head spin, but it's still the church. It is still the church has stood for 2,000 years when, when Protestantism, Protestantism, at where, where I came into Christianity, through uh, evangelical Protestantism, um, 
that has split many, many, many times, and churches split every single day of the year. Every single day of the year, there's a church split. And they have truncated the faith. So without the knowledge of the truths of religion, um, they also must be practiced. And there's no Protestant that has the full means of grace of the church that Christ established and certainly does not and cannot practice them if they're not known. I don't speak against anyone. I will be eternally grateful for those wonderful Protestants who love God, who love the scriptures, who brought me to Christ and who taught me all those years. But God, through his grace, brought me further to the truth that he found, the truths of the church he founded. And I'm Catholic through and through. And uh, there's no place else to go, beloved. And if you're Catholic, you say, well, you converts know the faith better than we. It's understandable. We read our way into the church. 200 books on my shelf. Yes, I know. But, that, that, but we have found the treasure that you have. And you need to start knowing what you have. Number three, we arrive at a right knowledge of God through faith in the truths which God has revealed. It is true that by means of reason and from the contemplation of the creatures that God has made man, that God has made man um, to arrive at a knowledge of him. The heavens, the scriptures say, show the glory of God. We can know there's a creator just by looking at the heavens. But our reason is so weak and prone to err that without revelation, it is very difficult for man to attain to a clear and correct knowledge of God. What strange and perverted views of the deity we find among heathen nations. God, therefore, in his mercy, comes to our aid with revelation. Through believing the truths that God has revealed, man attains to a clear and correct knowledge of God. Hence, St. Anselm says, the more I am nourished with the food of faith, the more my understanding is satisfied. Faith is a divine light that shines in our souls. It is like a watchtower from which we can see that which, we can, which cannot be seen from the plain P-L-A-I-N below. We learn respecting God, that which cannot be learned by mere reason from the world around. It is a glass through which we perceive all the divine perfections. It is a staff which supports our feeble reason and enables it to know God better. There are two books from which we gain a knowledge of God, the book of nature and Holy Scripture, which is the book of Revelation. See, the book of nature is all of creation, all of creation, and God says, because of creation, God says he has put the knowledge of himself within us because the invisible creation, we know that he exists by the things that have been made. So that's the book of nature all around, that speak of a God. And then Holy Scripture, which is the book of Revelation. Thomas Aquinas taught and that we can know God, we can know there is a God, just by our own reason, by creation, all of that, we can know there is a God. 
But the knowledge of God through Jesus Christ comes through special revelation that, that there is a God and that he sent his son to be us, to die the sin that we caused, to die for the sin that put him on the cross. And he rose from the dead to give life to all who will come to him. And the faith, uh, the scriptures, and of course this is the catechism, this is the faith, but filled with scripture. The two things that needed to be revealed is the Holy Scripture and the fact of our Lord himself. We could not have known that he sent his son, uh, or we couldn't have known his name without God's revelation. I remember a missionary, Protestant missionary, uh, I think Don Richardson, who went to... um, oh, New Guinea or some third world country, and he wanted to bring them the gospel and the news, the good news of Jesus Christ, and he got there. And he was teaching them, and they said, we know, we know of him, we know, we didn't know his name, but we knew, we knew God came down, we didn't know what about it, but we knew that, we always knew that. It's amazing. God puts his, the evidence of his being, of his existence, uh, and of his Son, and of the Holy Spirit in the hearts of men. We don't have much time for our second break, and beloved, um, following the break, we'll have a half hour all to ourselves. And um, uh, hold on now. Okay, I'm looking my... Uh, um, and we'll be able to take your questions and your emails and your text and your phone calls. Um, and I'll give you the toll-free number ahead. It's one 511 5483 Or email at mother at Are The second portion, we went through the fir- first portion of the uh, Catechism of Trent. This is the second, and it's on Divine Revelation And if it it begins this way, if anyone stands in a room behind a gauze curtain, he perceives all those who are passing in the street, and they see him. Hold on, here we go. And they see him not. He sees them, but they see him not. But if he makes himself known by speaking, the passers-by are able to recognize him. Such is our relation to God. He sees us, but conceals himself from our eyes. Yet he has in many ways made himself known to men, to Abraham, to Moses in the burning bush, to the Israelites on Mount Sinai. So first, God has in his mercy, in the course of ages, often revealed himself to men. That's a quote straight from the beginning of the book of Hebrews. God has often communicated to men the knowledge of his perfections, his decrees, and his holy will. Such revelation is called supernatural, as opposed to the natural revelation of himself that he makes through the external world. That is, we can know that God exists, but it takes special supernatural revelation to know that Jesus Christ is God and that the scriptures are his word. And we will continue with this tomorrow. 
But right now, beloved, is our second break, and you're free to call in with anything on your heart whatsoever. Toll free, 1-877-511-5483, or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com. We'll be right back. LifeSite News is an international news agency devoted to defending life and family and restoring Christian culture. We aim to educate and activate our readers with the information they need to fight the most crucial battles of our day in their churches, workplaces, and families. Our motto is Caritas in Veritate, Love in Truth. We firmly believe that promoting the truth is an act of love, however hard it is to hear. Over the last 20 years, we have built a reputation for uncompromising reporting, no matter the cost. LifeSite News is by far the most popular pro-life website on the Internet, with over 40 million unique users every year and growing. Check us out at LifeSiteNews.com. Catholic Radio Mobile app is two apps in one. Your place to hear great Catholic programs and music. Here's what listeners are saying about the updated iCatholic Radio mobile app. Through the iCatholic Radio app, I have listened to the sermons and teachings several times. The effect has been a deeper understanding of my faith and Catholic tradition. This app has truly been a blessing in my life and has increased my faith. With the new app, you can choose to listen to our programs like Mother Miriam Live or The Catholic Current whenever you like. But you can also switch over to the best in contemporary music by Catholic artists. We even bring you hours of Gregorian chant every Sunday morning. If you do not currently have our app, download it to your iPhone through the Apple Store or to your Android phone by going to Google Play and searching iCatholic Radio. The updated iCatholic Radio mobile app, your one stop for great Catholic programs and music. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved family, to Mother Miriam Live. I've been off and on and off and on, but I'm now on forever, forever, forever. Um, and I'm so happy to be with you live. Um, and this is our half hour together. So again, call in with anything, anything at all on your heart. Um, I'm going to remind you of, a, of a two things. LifeSite News, um, as you may know, has been permanently taken off YouTube, permanently. And so they've um, they've gone to gab, G-A-B, dot com, uh, forward slash LifeSite News, or MeWe, um, com forward slash I, forward slash LifeSite News, Rumble, and um, uh, Brighton. I don't know where else they are, but you will find them. Um, and uh, Telegram also. So... Um, just go to LifeSiteNews.com and they'll give you all those web addresses for them. Um, 
No, it's not just YouTube. Facebook has permanently removed life site news. That's what it is. Facebook has. So, beloved, um, it seems overnight that evil is covering us, is blanketing us. Um, day by day, we learn of new things that are evil and awful. Um, it reminds me, this is a kind of a, it's a, a sweet parable that turns out to be a bit frightening. It's the parable of a little, um, there's a certain flower that when you put it in water doubles in size each day. A little lily, it's a, it's a type of lily. And so if you can picture your house, your entire house, being one huge lake or small lake, and you drop that little lily in there. It doubles in size each day. So here's the, the formula, the math question. If it takes 29 days for that little lily to double in size, and doubling exponentially each day, meaning um, not 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, but 2, 4, 8, 16, uh, 32 exponentially, if it takes 29 days for that lily to cover half your house, if your house were the lake, half the lake in 29 days, in how many days will it cover the entire lake? And those of you who said one are right, because it's going to double in size every day. And so one more day and your house will be covered. And I think of the days of Novo where people were eating and drinking and laughing and and didn't believe Noah, though he preached for 120 years, didn't win a single convert. Um, but Jesus said it'll be just like in the days of Noah when he returns. And so we see the evil coming upon us. YouTube one day, Facebook the next. Um, people are being taken to jail. Uh, children are being taken from their parents. You can't go back to university in some cases unless you've had the COVID vaccine. Catholic universities now. Um, oh, I'd have to get a list together. It's so insane, but it's happening so quickly, beloved. And we need to be prepared. How can we be prepared? There's only one way I know of, by knowing our faith and living it. There's no other way. But by knowing, and if we wind up in the catacombs or someplace, we know our faith, you could still teach it to your children. If you know your faith, you can still live it. If you know your faith, you will know that God will never abandon his own, no matter what happens, no matter what he allows. So, um, okay, let me see. A couple of other announcements. Um, one is that by the grace of God, LifeSite News, and every time I mention LifeSite News, I don't want to do that without mentioning the Station of the Cross, because we would not be on LifeSite News straight live streaming without the station of the cross um and so first the station of the cross who 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 does it all and then um sends the program to life life site to live stream and i'm so grateful for both apostolates they're both faithful uncompromising outstanding um life site has put up a life funder for us I, I don't know how long it's up now, but they've they've ended it twice, and I see it's still going. They just keep renewing it because they know we need two hundred thousand dollars, and we're almost at a hundred and ten, almost, and they've got it going five more days. So, if God willing, 
um, we need $90,000 in five days, God willing. And if we don't have it, then we're wrong. Then we don't need it. God's ways are perfect. But um, if you wish to be a part of that and contribute, um, it is Life Fund, www.lifefunder, one word, uh, dot com forward slash, and then the letters of our community, Daughters of Mary, Mother of Israel's Hope. So it's D at, for daughters, D-O-M-M-O-I-H, lifefunder.com forward slash D-O-M-M-I-H. And I have one exciting announcement to make, and then we'll get to your questions. Um, you know that we've bought the 6,000. We have to close on the house uh, in um, uh, 11 days. Uh, we've bought the uh, 6,000 square foot house. The uh, We put a down payment on it. We still need to close. We still need finances. So... Um, uh, but we close on the 21st, and it's 6,000 square feet, and we can fit a bunch of women in there, and we are thrilled for it. It has little land around it, and um, we're absolutely thrilled for it. And that gives us seven openings for women ages 18 to 28. 18 to 28. And some of you say, Mother, I thought you took in all ages. I do. We had two 81-year-old women visit us recently, one at a time. We have women in their 50s and 60s. But we have uh, 100 applications from women of all ages and mostly over 50. We take all ages, but we're not a community for older women. We're a community for every age. If you walked into the uh, an established community, uh, Nashville Dominicans, the Ann Arbor Dominicans, the, uh, uh, why am I just sticking with Dominicans? Many, many orders, because I know them, and they're wonderful. Um, many uh, orders. You would see 18-year-olds right to 90-year-olds, because they've been there. They've been a family for many years. If you come into a new community, um, if we just take 20-year-olds, then... We don't have that diversity of ages, and I think that's very important for a community and for a family. So, yes, we have women over 50 um, into their 70s, and we almost had a two into their 80s, but it wasn't, uh, it wasn't a match for them to come to be with us. Um, but we have women of all ages, and now I want to invite, we have seven openings for women from 18 to 28. 18 to 28. If you call us or email us and you're over 28, will we take you or let you visit? Yes, 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 yes. But right now, we, we want to keep a balance. And so what I'm going to suggest you do, um, you can visit all through the summer, no matter where we are, if we're in our permanent house, if we're in our temporary quarters, uh, you can visit us. And so... Um, my suggestion is that you go to our website, www.motherofisraelshope.org, and click on um, uh, the contact button and uh, over to the right, and you can send an email, vocation inquiry at motherofisraelshope.org, vocation inquiry at motherofisraelshope.org, and in that email, write a good paragraph about yourself. Uh, are you working right now? Are you in school? Are you home? Um, put your age in there. Put your address, uh, full zip code and all, and your phone number, and I will get back to you right away. 
So you're a little power, good paragraph or two about yourself, um, your age, your contact information, including your phone number, and um, if you have anything serious going on with your health, uh, let me know that too, and I'll be I'll be in touch with you. Okay, that's that's exciting. So, all right, what else? Now let me see who's on the line for us here. Um, we have a. Uh, Jim, are you on the line? A call from Jim? Yes, I am, Mother. Hi, yes, Jim. I am, Mother. Hi, dearest. Hello, Mother. Uh, hi. My question, my question for you is about the vaccine. Yes. I know that it's been, you, you say it's been tainted. I mean, it, it contains abortion cells. And for that reason, you don't take it. And I probably won't take it either. But do they have to kill a, a baby recently? Or was that baby killed many years ago in most cases i i think in most cases many years ago but there is uh, that that um so no uh, many years ago but still a child has been murdered that i might live no. and i won't do it i won't do it people call it even some in the church remote cooperation it's still cooperation and i will not do it and uh there's an article from the Congregation of Doctrine of the Faith saying that we can do it, but we should not cease to fight abortion. Well, it's contradictory. Either we fight abortion or we don't. Either we believe abortion is uh, evil, it's of the devil, it's not of God. Um, and those babies, Jim, in order for those uh, fetal cells to be usable, uh, those babies or the organs taken from them had to be living had to be alive. Uh, they had to be usable. So um, no matter what it is, it's pure evil. And if somebody were killed 100 years ago, abortion, in order to provide those cells, and uh, they had a vaccine to save my life from that, I would say no. No, why should someone die? Once you start that, once you, it's, it's, this, it's this similar in some ways to um, uh, contraception. There was no such thing as contraception. Uh, people were put to death in the Old Testament for contraception. And there was no such thing as it until 1930 in the Lambeth Council in England, where they decided that if a woman, within marriage only, within marriage only, her life was in danger if she had another child within marriage, then she could uh, use a form of contraception. Nobody else. And look at today. Now we're killing babies as they're coming out of the womb. And if we can't kill them before they come out of the womb, we kill them on the table. It's awful, Jim. Uh, let me ask you, though. When I, when I was a child, I took the polio, you know, the polio. Me too. That, and measles. Yeah, that, and measles. You know, that came from, abort that came from yes. aborted cells, too. That's but right, we but we were, that, so. that's the point. Mm -hmm. That's the point. God holds us accountable for what we know. And who knew it back then? I don't know. My mother didn't know because we had the vaccine. Uh, as children, those vaccines. But once we know, now we have a decision to make. We can't act as if we don't know. All right. It's All not right, easy. Well, it's not easy to live for God in an evil world, Jim. You, you've got a yeah. thousand arguments why taking the vaccine is an act of charity. It is not. 
it is not an act don't of charity. To, don't they have to continue to to abort to to to, to take new uh, I mean make new tests on these on these vaccines using they, new well. I don't know the age. Yes, they do have to continue. Every new batch that they make has to be tested. And even if the vaccine doesn't contain aborted cells, the testing does. So how long ago those babies are born, I don't know. But um, I don't know. I don't know if it's recent or not. I mean, babies are being killed every day. Planned Parenthood is selling their hearts, their livers, uh, everything. So why not use their cells? The cells are not being thrown out. So they're also being used. But I can't tell you exactly what's used in the testing, except they, they must be aborted cells to be tested. All right, well, thank you. God bless you, too. You too, Jim. Thank you, dear. There's the music for our last break, beloved. We'll be back right after the break, and you're welcome to call in with anything on your heart. Toll free, 1-877-511-5483, or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com. We'll be right back. As a nonprofit lay organization financially independent from your diocese, our apostolate is listener-supported. The Station of the Cross thanks our supporters who have enabled us to broadcast Catholic programs for more than 20 years. Through your generosity, we are able to inspire countless listeners with the gospel message and help lead them to a parish to be spiritually nourished by the sacraments. Thank you for your continued support, and may God bless you and your family. Beloved, this is Mother Miriam. Many of you are familiar with Mother Miriam Live, but I wonder if you have listened to some of the other programs from the Station of the Cross, such as the Catholic Current. Father Robert McTagg discusses important topics in the church and in the world each weekday at 5 p.m. Eastern. You can listen anytime to the Catholic Current as a podcast on the iCatholic Radio mobile app. We stand at a crossroads in history. We can stand up for life, family, and a Christian culture, or we can stand idly by while the fabric of society becomes fundamentally anti-life, anti-family, and anti-Christian, slowly leading to its own demise. LifeSite News is the leading defender of life, family, and Christian culture. Through our news reporting, we seek to educate readers with information and zeal. They need to fight the most crucial battles of our day. And we need your help to continue that mission. You can support LifeSite News by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Another way to support LifeSite is to prayerfully consider becoming a Sustained Life monthly donor to help us continue to save lives in the culture. To donate, visit give.lifesitenews.com forward slash sustained life. Our staff of over 40 and millions of future generations Thank you for helping to save the culture. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. 
Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. This is our last segment together, and you are welcome to call in with anything at all on your heart. Toll free, one 511 5483 or to email at mother at com. We have an email from Anthony. <clears throat> Anthony writes, Dear Mother Miriam, Laudator Jesus Christus, praise Jesus Christ. He is risen, alleluia. My wife and I need advice for our marriage. We wrote this email together. We are both in our mid-30s, have a baby, and live in the Midwest. We were civilly married after dating and living together for about seven years. Two years after we were married, in quotes, because it wasn't a marriage in the eyes of God, um, we joined a traditional Latin parish, and within a few months of guidance from our priest, I converted from atheism, blessed be God, and she returned to the faith after 15 years. And we convalidated our marriage in the church. Soon after, we were pregnant with our first child. Our son was born almost six months ago. And since then, we have realized how shaky the foundation of our marriage uh, really is. Or how shaky the foundations of our marriage really are. We are still practicing our faith seriously, but our relationship seems threadbare. My wife is trying to do the best she can, but the postpartum period triggered um, unexpected health problems, which require ongoing medical treatment. In addition to her health challenges, my wife tells me she feels alone in our marriage and that she cannot rely on me. She says she needs more predictability in our life. Well, before I read on, Anthony... um, it's a wonderful wife that is able to communicate that. You know, people draw apart and they don't know what's wrong because they expect things from others and they expect the others to know them. So if your wife is saying that she feels alone and um, needs more predictability, that's as, as big a clue as you could get. It's not even a clue. And you continue, I am trying the best I can to support my family by learning, discussing, and practicing our faith, by getting a nanny and taking time off work to help her at home. We have not been intimate since our son was born because we both have doubts about whether we could manage another child. We feel stuck and our moral, our morale is low. What can we do to strengthen our marriage and our family? May God continue to bless you, your work, and your order. Sincerely, and thank you from our hearts to yours, Anthony. God bless you, dear Anthony. Um, Take everything your wife says seriously. If she feels alone and she needs more predictability, you need to find out exactly what that predictability involves, in what areas. Um, Is it your help in diapering the baby? Is it that you're going to eat on time? I don't know what it is, that you'll be home at a certain time. But I I think you should take that very, very seriously because that will relax her and enable her to deal with other things that are bothering her. Um, I would, um, um, yes, learn the faith. Yes, speak the faith. But 
but to make sure that your wife knows your love for her and your support of her, um, not based on her knowing the faith perfectly, but um, that you are there, her knight in shining armor, armor, and no one's more important than she is in your life because you love God. Um, she needs to feel that you're with her and not that the Catholic faith has taken you from her, even though she also returned to the faith. You became a Catholic. She returned to the faith. I don't know how much instruction you both had. Um, hopefully the priest gave you months of instruction, but I don't know. Pardon me. Um, so I don't know who your priest is. If, he, if you could meet with him, both of you, on a regular basis to uh, disciple you in a way, to encourage you in the faith, to teach you the faith and how it applies to your everyday lives, um, every, your every struggle, your emotional struggles, all of them. If it's a priest that could help you with that, that's wonderful. If not, you may find a very good um, Catholic uh, counselor even a marriage counselor that you can both go to to work out all the stresses that your new marriage, new faith, new child has brought upon you, that you're, you weren't prepared for any of that. Um, and so I think you need some instruction. Uh, it's not surprising and you're not at fault that you're struggling as you are, but you need to not waste any time in finding someone that you a very mature married couple, that you a very solid Catholic mature married couple, uh, that you maybe grandparents, that you can meet with minimum once a week, and they can take you through the faith and how to handle these things um, and build help you build your confidence in God. Don't do this alone, Anthony. And whatever you do, um, your wife must feel that she's more important to you than anything else, than anything else, because that would be the fruit of your faith, that you would lay down your life for your wife. She must know that. And again, whatever the flexibility or the, um, what did she say here? Um, uh, more stability. Oh, I'm rereading it and I can't, I can't see it. Um, a more, um, I can't, I can't see it. Oh, predictability. Sorry. Um, whatever the predictability, say, sweetheart, help me. You know, I'm, I'm a man and I don't have, not inside your head and I don't think or feel the way you do. Give me the grace of helping me to understand. Um, I know what the word predictability means, um, but give me examples. Uh, show me how. What would help you? If I'm home on time, if I take over the laundry, tell me what would be more predictable for you and for us, just even for us, not for hers, she's not the victim, for us. Uh, you've got that to attack right away and address right away. So I would, I would be only loving, only patient with her and, um, and see, if, see if you can help. And I would ask your pastor for a very mature Catholic couple uh, even if they're grandparents, or especially if they're grandparents, who can, who can help the two of you at this stage of your life. 
we have an email from um, Saul, is it, who says, Hi, Mother Miriam. How can one best evangelize or witness to people who seem to have a heart, have hardened their hearts with secularism, hedonism, humanism, relativism, agnostic atheism, and liberal ideology, bordering or even embracing idolatry or even uh, Satanism. Well, we're at the end of our program, Saul. Maybe we'll take this first one tomorrow. But the best thing you can do is to live your faith as if it's true. That's what I often say. Live your faith as if it's true. It means um, be a wonderful witness to them. Be holy in all that you do and all that you say and all that you refrain from doing and saying. Be thoroughly Catholic without putting anything on them. They will become jealous of your life. I know they will, whether they say it or not. And then you need to take every opportunity to use uh, all that you can to speak the faith. So if they, for example, um, you know, of their secularism, then you can begin to talk them about a God who doesn't fail, uh, where our hopes are not blown to dust and all of that. Each situation um, bring our Lord into it in a loving way. We'll speak with you all tomorrow.